really, really figure out what really happened. What really happened. So, thank you to my spirit guides because... I said, my is my thing that I would say to you is number one, you let a stranger, this is what Squirrel is saying in the house. Not only are you letting a stranger in the house, um, you're letting them into your sacred space, the bathroom. And what else did, did she do? If she could leave a whole pair of panties in here, what else? did she do when she was in here? Because that would have meant that she came out the bathroom with no panties. So I haven't actually answered your telepathic call, but you are free to call in because the spirit guides have made a way. And they said, Miss Boo, these telepathic calls is getting a little hot in here. We don't need to get them on the phone lines. So the phone lines are open. You guys are free to call in to ask your question. 515-605-9794 um, is the number to call. International callers. Uh, definitely get on the phone lines. Press 1 once you get on the phone line to ask your question. And we will go from there. We will go from there. It's not the first time. I have juicy questions for, but you know what I'm saying. Oh my goodness. I know. I know. So you guys are on the phone lines. We're going to go to the phone lines because, woo, listen. It was, it was, listen. I want y'all to say these things. I want y'all to say these things. Yeah, them telepathic call volumes was high. It sure was, Brittany. <laughs> them volumes are real high. Uh, let's go to the caller calling in from area code 8729. 8729, you're live on Planet Remix. Please tell us who you are and where you're calling from. Greetings, everyone. This is Mrs. Cheesecake calling from Chicago, Illinois. Okay, you ain't the telepathic caller, are you? You're not the last (laughs) caller, are you? (laughs) No, I'm messing with you. I know you're not. I know you're not. Yes. How are you? I'm awesome and I'm nervous. Why? I'm awesome and I'm nervous. Um... Because I've been having some very, how can I say, um, spiritual experiences. And I just want to know about my spirit guides, basically, pertaining to myself and how we're networking. Because I want us to be in one accord. Mm-hmm. And when you say you want to know about your spirit guide, it's hard to hear you for whatever is going on in the background. I'm going outside right now. It takes me some time to get down my stairs. Okay. I apologize. (sighs) 
take it now. Don't hurt yourself. Oh, I believe me. <laughs> me yeah, fighting this time. case is something else. I would ask about that, but now I don't want to do that. I'm just nervous. I got a lot of court cases and stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. So I just want to know, am I really on the right path with my spirit guides and us working together with what I need to get accomplished, what I want to get accomplished? I'm going to tell you this answer, and I'm sure you don't want to hear this. Yes and no. So here's the thing. When you're working with your spirit guides, I want you to answer this question first because I think you will respect it. And I talked about this earlier um, for yourself when you hear this play back to you. So the first thing that I want to ask, is I want you to share with me how you're working with your spirit guides. Tell me what that looks like for you, working with your spirit guides. Okay. I don't really sleep often, but what I do, I'm like on a a time capsule with it. So between the hours of 2 to like 4.30 a.m., anytime I get up at that time, I always – uh, say a prayer. May it please the OG Hedgy to prosper my ways, steps, and doings, that my steps be fully amplified, and my wishes be granted on this day for thy great praise and worthy name. I mean, I mean, I mean, Salah. Now, I do that prayer, and then I sometimes, but not every day, because I be in pain a lot from the accident. So sometimes I'll go downstairs and I'll stand at the altar. If I'm still in the bed, I'm praying and I'm laying there and I'm talking to my ancestors who are my uh, father, my nephew. You know, a lot of people that have passed, like, along my bloodline. And from what I've seen in my dreams as far as my past life, I also communicate in those areas. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done talismans for all the angels that network with me. Um, Lilith, Michael, Gabrielle, Anuel, Samuel, Sakiel, you know, all the angels for the day of the week and the ones that are for the day and time that I was born. So, all of that is beautiful, but that's you just telling me how you are praying in your way of how you pray, which I think is powerful. Um, you're telling me how you acknowledge um, the ancestors and, and, and pay respect, which I think is beautiful. Uh, you're telling me how you are just, again, acknowledging them, but you're not telling me how you're working with them because that's totally different. I didn't hear how you're working with them. Okay. Well, now I apologize. (laughs) I do apologize. (laughs) I mean, I work with the plants. Um, I've done candles before. Like I said, I do talisman, so I'll write some things on the parchment paper. I mean, I apologize. No, no, no. Please stop apologizing. Nothing to apologize for. I just want you to tell me how you work with your spirit guides. That's my heart and my mind, my spirit. You said what now? 
sometimes my heart, my mind, my spirit. Sometimes I just don't say nothing at all, and I just think as if I'm in like real communication. And, and listen to me good. It's nothing wrong with what you're doing. I think that's wonderful, and I think it should be a part of your practice um, because you totally lit up as soon as you were saying everything that you do. That is powerful. But this is what I want you to do. The total number of spirit guides that you have working with you is 13. Now, 13 is the number connected to the divine feminine energy. Thirteen is also a very auspicious number. We study this energy of the number thirteen. This is really where the change comes in, you know. Um, and not to disrespect anybody's culture or religion, because we're not that here. We work with all the systems of light on the planet. At least I do. So I will tell you the thirteen. That's why Jesus had the twelve disciples. He was right. the thirteenth. You have 13 spirit guides. And when you're working with spirit guides, and even when you're working with ancestors, key things to remember, no one is here to live your life for you. That's not their purpose, not to live the life. Number two, to remember that everything that you're working with, you embody that energy inside of you. So a big part of that is not to separate yourself from them, but to recognize that all of it exists inside of you. And what you're really doing is you're calling forth that power within yourself, and you're also asking the ancestors, you're asking your spirit guides, God, the universe, for clarity so that you can hear this insight in which way your soul is calling you. And so even though I speak to you in terms of your working with your spirit guides, I want you to understand that yes, our soul does live beyond this body. I know that from the time that I've been working and the evidential mediumship that I have brought forth for many of you here. And if you're new, you can check the archives on that. But the best way to work with your spirit guides is to give them specific instructions. Number one, set an intention before you even give the instructions. And then first wait for the connection. So, for instance, you could say, you know that I'm in a lot of pain. And I really want to ask my spirit guides to send me some solutions. And I want you to send me a sign today when I wake up. The moment you cut on your television or you walk down the street and you happen to see a billboard or a bus goes by and it has a number and a sign on there and it is speaking to a solution to what you have asked for to get some sort of insight, you know you have no connection with your spirit guide. So you have to get very specific when working with your spirit guide on this. Okay. It's not about you thinking at all. You're not going to think. And you can even get real wild with it. You can simply say to your spirit guides, if Miss Blue says, test it out, and I encourage you all, question everything, starting with yourself, but test it out and say, I really want to know if my spirit guides are with me. If my spirit guides are with me, then when I'm walking down the street to go going into the store, I want to see a rubber ducky. Sometime today, I need to see a rubber ducky. 
Trust me, I have done this many of times. I have done that. I have, I have put out requests. I even say, let me walk in the grocery store, and I want a brother that looked like Ebers Albus to walk up to me and say, you doing and it happened and it happened in the grocery store he said how you doing now he kept walking after i said fine and he said thank you and he kept walking and i kept walking but what i'm trying to tell you is they will send you a sign that wasn't a sign for me to go chase him down that was a sign that my spirit guides are saying you think this is a game Okay, so people will see these signs show up on T-shirts. You could be watching cartoons with the kids. You could be flipping through the gram, and um, uh, somebody's timeline could come down on your page. You could be listening to a song in the car, and they will send a message. These are called Cleons. These are messages that come. You could be literally in Target standing in line, thinking a thought, a question. You're pondering something you need to answer for and the person in front of you could be on the phone or talking to someone and they will be answering your question. They will be answering your question. The question that you are pondering, they will answer. And you don't have to say anything to them, but you know that the divine is working and you are in alignment. So that's how you work with them. Now, if you're a little scared to kind of step out there and do something like that, then you can ask them to show up in your dreams. They absolutely love showing up in your dreams. And right now, if you're having a dream, chances are you are on Jupiter with your dream. So when you get these big, wild dreams and they are expanding themselves, depending on where your consciousness is, if you're living in fear, you're going to have some crazy-ass fearful dreams. If you are in a state of wanting to elevate and in a state of hope, then you're going to get dreams that are going to expand in that direction. So often before we go to sleep, Many of us learned this growing up. You should be doing some sort of devotion at the end of the night, whether that's praying, whether that's setting an intention. You should have a way to close out the day, close out the evening, so you can go into your under world, your undergraduate studies, so you can go under to the underworld, as the ancestors call it, into the dreamscape, into the dream world, and you can ask them to show you in your dream, what do I need to do next? This is how you begin to work with your spirit guides, and you begin to work with your ancestors. It's a very effective way, but I need you to understand that no one, no thing is here to take over control of your life. That's not their purpose, not as an ancestor. So if anybody, and I'm going to put this disclaimer out there, got an ancestor that is bullying your ass, threatening you, I need you to call 515. Six zero five nine seven nine four, because they don't do that. This is you dealing with them when they were in their human state of consciousness. And this is unresolved issues you have with that person that this is coming up. 
They have no reason to do this to you. But see, we have been conditioned to think about this thing we call evil, the devil, and, 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 and negative so much that we feel it is a dominant force. In this world, it can only be dominant if you allow it to dominate you. Now, you can say, I'll share your amen to that. It can only dominate you if you allow it. But everything you're doing is right. What I want you to understand is you got to step out of the shadows of a victim. And right now, you're in the shadow of a victim. And I understand maybe in a legal sense, they are calling you a victim, but you're not a victim. And as long as you stay in the shadow side of the victim, these court cases, they're not going to go like you think. Once you get into the position where you start to set your intention for what the outcome is going to be, that's how you begin to start calling your power back and not leaving it in someone else's hands. The only person that can make this thing turn around energetically, which is the first place, because everything happens in the unseen world before it shows up in the physical world, is that you have to claim it. You have to claim it. You have to own it. Not someone giving it to you. Not someone you begging or praying to someone to give it to you or to bless you with it or to make you feel like you're worthy enough to get it. You got to know that you were worthy the moment, the moment the situation arrived, that you are worthy of this outcome. And that is what you claim. And that is the support that you claim that the outcome is in your favor and does no harm to anyone else because you know the truth of the situation. That's the only way. That's the only, only way. That's it. So keep doing what you're doing. I would say add this to it. And the un, only other caution I will give you is stop doing all this thinking this is messing up your mind, and this is what's causing you to feel so out of balance and off kilter. Leave the thinking alone. It's time to take action. It's time to be proactive, and it's time for you to stay in your body. You are preparing to win a battle, to win a war. Preparing, and you can't prepare if you're staying up all night, you're crying all night, you're, you're scared all night. You're wondering all night. You're begging people to help you all the time. You are not going to win that way. That's, that's not how this is done. So work on getting your strength back. Work on you getting back into alignment. Keep praying. Keep going to your ancestors. I'm not telling you how to believe. But if you, if you have the faith to be in the position where you say you're praying, and I'm not sure what, I know what the prayer is, but I'm just going to tell you, I, I got mixed emotions about that, but this ain't about me. I want you to understand, if you gave it to who you gave it to, and they going to make it work, then what are you praying, what are you worried about? This is how I know you don't believe what you're doing. And I don't say that to you to put you in the hot seat. I say that to you because you better start making sure that the first person 
that has the intention of this outcome and know that it will be done is you. You've got to remove all doubt. And I'm not talking about doubt of the case because there's something bigger at stake that everything that you need will be taken care of and it will be done. You don't really need to care how it's going to get done. So you're not worried about winning the case. This is about making sure that you're in alignment to do because you don't know where the blessing can come from. And if you lock it into this case, you may never get it. So keep doing what you're doing. Connect with your spirit guides. Try out some of the things that I showed you. And all is well. All is well. But your focus is to get yourself back where you know you need to be healthy. Get yourself back so you're ready. When they call you, you're not stumbling over your words. You're not unclear about what happened. You, you, you don't have the details mixed up. No, 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 no. You are the master student. And if you didn't get that uh, galactic e-files this month, I suggest you tap into it because you need to be the master student. This ain't time for you to walk around and play the damsel in distress. Because you're not in distress. You have a lot of people who love and support you. Seen and unseen that's standing by you, including Planet Remix. So you're not out here alone. You're not alone. So stop acting like you're in this by yourself. You're not by yourself. You're not alone. Thank you. Although it's still like it, I really, really thank you. Yeah. So that's it. That's it. Nothing changes until you change. So there you go. There thank you. Go. you. All right. Well, thank peace you. and love to you. And uh, I would say to you, you probably, if you probably want to make sure that whatever goes down, it's after the 15th. Set those intentions and do the work. Do yes. the work. And yes. do the work. Thank you. You got this. You got it. Peace and love. All right. Peace and love. How beautiful. How beautiful. Let's go to the next caller. Hmm. Trying to think where I was. Next caller calling in from area code seven zero six seven seven zero six seven. You're live on Planet Remix. Please tell us who you are and where you're calling from. Okay, you're coming back. Let's go to the next caller calling in from area code nine one seven four nine one seven four. You're live on Planet Remix. Please tell us who you are. And where you're calling from. Hi, Miss Blue. Can you yes. hear me? I can hear hi, you. This is, hi, Miss Blue. This is Keisha from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Um, oh, greetings, Keisha. <laughs> how are you doing? Amazing. How are you? Good. So this would be my second time speaking to you. We spoke on Clubhouse when Gio was assisting um, with moderating. 
Um, oh, that was the oh. one where you said you saw all the babies coming in hot and all of that. I normally do not remember because my spirit guides were white on mine, clean, kind of like in the movie, um, and in black. But um, yes, I remember you, and I told you to close your legs because if you open yes, your legs, yes, I do. Yes, you did. <laughs> Let me tell you why I remember you, because my sister heard that, uh, she heard that show, that clubhouse show, and she told me in the middle of the night the next day, and she said, wait a minute, did you just, yeah, I did tell her that, them babies were hanging around her, they still around you, they're around you right now. I told her if you yep. open this, one might pop in there. One might just slide in there. <laughs> well, I have a question that's kind of a it's kind of a follow up to that reading. So okay. during that um yeah, during that reading, um unexpectedly or maybe expectedly, there was a spirit guide that jumped in and he, and you mentioned that it was a he. And you said it was so forceful that you were kind of like taken aback, like, you know, sit down, like you want to tell him to sit down or back off. And mm-hmm. you said you said that he said that um, I need to, it, it brought up forgiveness. It brought up the topic of mm-hmm. forgiveness and that mm-hmm. that's something I need to work on and that yeah. um, it was something that I was going to say, hey, I already have done that in my life or something like that. So then Mm -hmm. for me, when you said that, what came to my spirit is like, is this a spirit guide that knows me in some way? Like Like, so I don't have a relationship with my father for a very long time. I don't know if he's alive or deceased. So what popped into my head um, was is that my father like is he deceased and is this somehow him trying to do better from the other side as my spirit guide or is this somebody else that who is this person I guess that is really yeah. my question okay 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 fair fair enough question and definitely let me dive in first I will tell you it's not your father and okay. let me explain to you what I mean by spirit guides. I, you know, first met one of my spirit guides. I often talk about this when I was very, very young as a young child and just didn't know who he was. It would just be this mm-hmm. man that would come to me and, you know, try to tell me the do the right thing, as they say. But um, this particular spirit guide that is... Um, coming towards you. Well, first, let me explain, because I re- recognize when I go in certain forms, people are not familiar with terms. And let me tell you what a spirit guide is. A spirit mm-hmm. guide is to be someone who lived um, on earth. They were in mm-hmm. a physical body. They know what it feels mm-hmm. like to pay bills. They know what it feels like to um, to go to school. They know what it feels like to have a job. They know what it feels like to be broke. They know what it feels like mm. to have relationships, break up relationships. They know what it feels like to be a mother, a father, every aspect of life. Um, mm-hmm. you know, 
even, you know, did a series some years ago, um, which is a great show to go back in the archive and listen to, about bougie spirit guides, because there was a time that bougie spirit guides was coming through, and they were real bougie, like bougie mm. some spirit guides. But they were all facets of what we call, I even had gangsters come through as spirit guides for people. Oh, wow. So, these are people. What they have done is after, you know, and this is what Spirit has shown me, and I've communicated and, and got confirmation from family members who lost loved ones, plus physical confirmation about Spirit Guides, is they have elected to come back to help on planet Earth, to help us. So after they go through their life review and they see how every thought, every action, um, every connection has impacted the people and things around them in their life, they get to see how their actions are. They also get to see things from a totally different perspective. Now, I I didn't initially, I will tell you this, uh, Keisha, Mm -hmm. I didn't know this when I started doing this work um, because there was time that at once I felt that if you didn't know something and you passed away, the chances of you learning it on the other side was slim. In fact, mm. I think some words were, if you had a dumb uncle, when he passed away, he still was going to be dumb. Now, mm. um, but that's not true. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's not true. And not because I say it's not true, because it was a mis- me misunderstanding what energy I was actually picking up from the other side. Um, because often when I'm connecting with and doing mediumship with others from the other side, I would often pick them up in their true character of who they were. And so with me navigating through that, I was just picking up their character uh, in that way. Now, that was many years ago. And then, you know, slowly but surely, I moved out of that. But, you know, now I'm here to tell you is that when they get to the other side, they have access. Like we have libraries and we got the Internet. They have access to everything. And there's nothing they don't know. Now, when someone is elected as your spirit guides, it's kind of like that picture that a lot of people who grew up in the 80s and in the 90s when people had, well, I don't know if people had it in the 90s, but they had that picture of Jesus and the 12 disciples sitting around the table. Well, actually, mm-hmm. that is Jesus and the spirit guides. That's what your spirit guides do. So when you're working out your life plan and you talk about some of the things that you will do or you want to experience when you're coming to planet Earth and and some of the things you want to put in place for yourself, your spirit guides know everything about you. They know everything. Mm -hmm. This life Mm -hmm. and before this life, they understand. But when a person elects to be your spirit guide to come and help you, and by the way, they switch out sometimes. So you have Mm -hmm. souls guides that stay with you since the time you were born all the way up until the time that you transition and then you have other Mm. spirit guides that come in depending on what phase you're in in your life and depending on what you're what you have going on in your life 
And so mm-hmm. in a spirit guide, when I'm telling you how many people are standing around you, these are not people who are blood relatives to you. They're okay. not. Okay. I consider okay. them to be ancestors. So your father would be an ancestor because he's a part of your physical bloodline. This is mm-hmm. a spirit guide that says, right now, Keisha is dealing with these things in her life. And by the way, I got some expertise of living on the planet, growing up, dealing with this. And now that Mm -hmm. I'm on the other side and I can see the big picture and I know exactly what maybe I did or didn't know in this lifetime, I'm going to help give you those little nudges and help you while you're in Mm -hmm. the midst of hearing this out. So I don't want to miss the portion of when I told you that this spirit guide jumped out, because sometimes they do jump out at me, because they're right here with me. Um, mm-hmm. They say that you need to work on forgiveness. And if my memory serves me correctly, you told me you really couldn't think of anyone or anything at that particular time. And I kind of told you what I would tell anyone at that time. And of course, I'm paraphrasing for both of us, but first, mm-hmm. the first person you should forgive as yourself and then anyone else. And so mm-hmm. now that you have time to reflect on it, you thought about your father mm-hmm. and sort of a strange relationship between you and your father. So your father is not a spirit guide, but in essence, what you're really asking me, and you correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm okay with that, right? This ain't about being wrong or right. I'm just going to tell you what spirit is giving me, is that you want to know if your father is still alive, because there's a part of you that feels mm-hmm. he's dead, that he passed on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. I'm going to tell you what I pick up. and. Mm-hmm can go from there. I don't feel your mm-hmm. father has passed on, but I feel that the father you knew, even the father you knew and didn't agree with, mm-hmm. father is gone, but his physical body is in a sort of dilapidated state. Mm-hmm. So he is unconscious because I see a couple of things here. He had an addiction problem, correct? Uh, not that I know of. Not that mm. I know of. As far as I know, not a drinker, not you know, not a smoker, not an addiction um, issue. Growing up with him, no. But um, yeah, nothing, nothing like that. Unless he, he could have developed something after. I am not around him. That's possible. I really Mm -hmm. feel he has some sort of addiction problem. Mm -hmm. Sort of Mm -hmm. addiction that is there. It could could be be prescription. I feel like something happened to him. He got hurt or something, maybe even on the job. And maybe Mm -hmm. this sort of led him this way. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Okay? But... Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he's here, but mentally he's not here, if that okay. makes sense. Um, yes. Yes. I feel like he's here, but mentally he's not here. Almost to the point where if you were to walk up to him and say, I'm your daughter, he may not even be able to recognize you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. But he was definitely someone, if anything, that, well, my mother believed in through things that have to do with his mother that was someone that was under serious spiritual attack, which is what mm. pulled him away from us in the first place. So mm-hmm. I, I, I can understand that, that whole idea of someone being mentally gone, even though yeah. they're physically here, even, yeah. even if as a child I may not I, or could not necessarily understand why. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. I really feel that. You know, this is a perfect time for you to forgive yourself. I think that's so important. I think mm-hmm. if if you don't take anything from this, that you forgive yourself mm-hmm. because it has impacted you in more of an adverse way of your father's mm-hmm. disappearance. And then even all of the stories, you know, it's like he's this legend around him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I see you now as a little girl walking with your mother, looking at every man that passes by to see if it's your father. Mm-hmm. You see? So mm-hmm. some work on... Yeah. Releasing that energy of your father, I think that's important, and really forgiving yourself. Here's a here's a sacred ritual, um, a pretty ancient one that my guides have taught me, and it's to take yourself to a holy place. So you're going to a meditation. I want you to visualize a park. It needs to be summertime. No people in the park. You do need to have a body of water. You can have as many flowers, you can visualize trees, green grass. It's during the summertime. It's a clear, beautiful day. No animals, only butterflies and maybe a couple of little swan in the pond. But that's it. No people and a bench. And I Mm -hmm. want you to take yourself into this meditation. And I want you to go back. The age spirit is giving me right now is the age between six and seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want you to see yourself on that bench. Set your phone, set your timer. I want you to set it to eight minutes. Sit mm-hmm. on the bench and visualize your six-year-old self coming to the bench. And I want you to talk to your six-year-old self to give yourself love, to give okay. yourself nurturing, letting yourself know it's going to be okay. We're going to make it through this. And I want you to do that ever so often until you catch up to the age you are today. Okay. And then I want you to journal. Now, when you're coming out, very important, Keisha, to remember this, because often people tell me, I give this out in sessions, one-on-one, a lot. When people are coming Mm -hmm. out of this meditative state, they find that it's hard to let go of their younger self. Their younger self is crying uncontrollably. I don't care mm-hmm. how much you cry. I don't care how much you hold on. Let yourself know it's going to be okay and leave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And journal whatever comes up, even if it has nothing to do with the experience you just went into. I want you to journal it. Because okay. you're getting downloads and what you're energetically doing is down to a subatomical level 
of the energy inside of you. You are releasing trapped trauma. You're releasing trapped pain. You're releasing all of these things who have conditioned your mind, your emotion, and even your physical body, how you interact sexually, what your desires are, what you're achieving Mm -hmm. Life, it is impacting all of that. You're releasing mm-hmm. restraints on those areas so you can freely and truly, untainted, see yourself for who you really are. Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Miss Boo. You're so welcome. I'm going to give you some sparkles because sparkles make everything better. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome. You're so welcome. So that's what I want you to do and to work with that energy. And yeah, yeah. But if you didn't get the galactic emails, I would encourage you to do that. Work with the H2O. I think H2O is still available. I don't think it's sold out. I'm not sure. But um, that would be awesome for you to do to get into that, okay. that work with yourself to do that. But to answer your, your question, excuse me, those are your spirit guides. That's how you work with them. I pick up that your father physically is still alive, yet mm-hmm. not alive. Yes. You get the drift. You get the drift. You get the drift. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And don't worry. I'm going to be teaching a class. Because often, and I've done this on the show many times, but I'm not going to do it here. We don't have that kind of time. But if you have a session with me, we can go into mm-hmm. your father's higher self, and I can talk to him and talk to you through right. him and show you how to do it. I would definitely like to do that. Yeah, I would yeah. definitely like to do that. Yeah. Well, there you go. So peace well, and love thank to you, Ms. Blue. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Peace and love, Keisha. And welcome to Planet Remix. Yeah. Did you get another spark? <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Hold the line. Oh, my goodness. I've got to get a little shorter. My my guides are telling me I'm a little too long-winded here. Let's go to the next caller. Calling in from area code. Did I just go here? I think I did. Let's go to area code 8157. 8157. You're live on Planet Remix. Please tell us who you are and where you're calling from. Hi, Miss Blue. This is Baked Chemistry. <laughs> Hi, Baked Chemistry. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I am. I am well and so glad to finally be talking to you again. <laughs> the last time we talked was mm-hmm. on Clubhouse, and we started talking about 90 Day Fiance, and the rest was over with. <laughs> yes, now that I do remember, but I got to, yes. I'm not going to say, but I got another good one for y'all. Just don't let me get out of here without telling y'all something I want y'all to watch. Yeah, I want y'all to watch so we can talk about it, but yeah, I couldn't do no more. Well, I told y'all my guilty pleasure. I stopped watching it, though. <laughs> Because yeah. it, just, it just was rubbing me real all mm-hmm. kinds of ways. Yep. Was, yes. uh, I've love been after a hard time watching, too. <laughs> I can't do love after lockup. 90-day fiancé, I can barely do that. I just love human interaction. I love 
yes, to see absolutely. how people connect. And I just, I love that. So, yeah, I was a little intrigued. I watched 90 D- I watched Love After Lockup and listen, I wasn't ready. I thought I was ready. I thought I was about I that life. That. I ain't about that life. <laughs> I'm not about that life at all, but 90 Day Fiance, I I like the dynamics in that. I can do 90 Day Fiance. I can do that. I can. I can. <laughs> Good to talk to you. I, you know, yes. I got try to stay off the gram because when the baked chemistry comes down and it'd be fresh out the oven or fresh, you know, freshly baked, I'm like, listen, I'm going to And I got something in the oven right now. I was hoping that everything would be done before (laughs) I went on so that I did not have any distractions. I got a vegan socket to me cake in here and it's got Mm -hmm. like three more minutes. So I'm hoping that I can get it out and be Did you guys hear what she said? A vegan socket to me cake? Listen. Listen. Follow <laughs> baked chemistry. But anywho, enough about me. Yes. <laughs> we don't talk about you. How can I help? Yes. So my aunt, who was also my godmother, she transitioned on August the 22nd, which was also mm-hmm. her mother, my grandmother's birthday. I'm and um, thank you. And my mom, she knew it was going to happen. And she mm-hmm. said it, and she just said it in a matter-of-fact kind of way. And it was almost kind of like just regular, normal conversation. And I was just like, okay. And um, my mom had to, my mom was here to see her the week that like the week before she transitioned, we, you know, I took her out there, we sat with her for a while and, you know, yeah. tried to talk to her. And I could, of course, see, you know, some of the feistiness of my auntie coming through. And um, my mom left that Saturday to um, go back home. So it was Monday. And um, I told my mom, I said, I'm going to go and I'm going to see auntie. And she said, okay, because at first my other aunt was supposed to go up there to see her. So I just wanted to make sure that someone was there to be with her um, because according to hospice, they told us that, you know, it could be days, it could be weeks, it could even be months. And so we just wanted to make sure that she was surrounded by love and and family. And so my aunt that was supposed to go, her mother passed. And so she wasn't able to be there. And so I, I, I got, up after work and I said I'm going I'm going to drive there and I'm going to be with her and um, I was able to be with her and and I just sat there with her for a while she was very very frail just in a lot of pain um, not eating or drinking and so the nurse came in gave her pain medication and she said you know she can hear you um, if you talk to her and I said oh I know I said I just need a few minutes I was like, I said, I'm, you know, I just need a few minutes, and and I'm I'm gonna talk to her. I said, I, we've got a lot to catch up on, so mm-hmm. I, you know, took the time to say some things to my aunt, and um, that next morning at 5 a.m., my uncle texted everyone and said that she had transitioned. So, um, mm-hmm. since that time, we mm-hmm. have been out to her home, and we've been cleaning things up and just kind of getting her house prepared and ready to be sold. And um, I've gotten quite a few of her things, things that were very, very important to her here in my home and with me. And um, I talked Mm -hmm. with my sister, Queenie, 
and um, just asked her, mm-hmm. I said, well, my aunt had a lot of writings. She had a lot of poems. She had a manuscript that she wanted to get sent off. And mm-hmm. I said, I don't know if I should be the one to do this for her. I said, I feel like she would want me to, but I'm just mm-hmm. not sure. And, you know, mm-hmm. thank you, Queenie. I love you. I hope you can hear me, sis. Um, but she just mm-hmm. helped me. But I just. I really just want to know first first if if my aunt has a message for me um about anything and most importantly about her writings what would she like for me to do with all of her her writings her pictures um because mm-hmm. my aunt my aunt came out as a lesbian in a time that was very very tough and it was hard mm-hmm. for her and she fought against mm-hmm. Any and everybody that tried to tell her that she couldn't be out and she couldn't be proud of who yeah. she was and who she fought yeah. so hard to be. So mm-hmm. I just just want to know if there's anything that she has for me because I want to make sure that I do right and that I honor her in the best way possible. Oh, absolutely, absolutely! Wow, how beautiful! And yes, um, <laughs> I. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna tell you because I your aunt is here and I'm I'm gonna give you I I let you tell the story but you guys know yeah sometimes I like the flex I don't like y'all tell me yeah. anything I would have just <laughs> you know it all out you know but that's okay that's okay um for you to tell me but I, I when you guys come Thank to me for reasons stuff I don't want no details even when I have my assistant working for me I have them give me I don't even want to know what's wrong with you now we're on the show and I'm just giving you a little taste taste I know it's a big bite for some of you but it's really a little taste um of, of what goes down but um so here's the thing uh number one I will say this, your aunt came through and the only thing that I can think of was the movie that uh, just recently came out It's on Netflix now about the female warriors. I don't know why I can't think of the movie name right now. What is it called? Um, Woman, what's girl? Woman King. Woman King. And I, the first thing I seen her and she had this big smile on her face and I said, you are a female warrior. And she said, yes, you see me? I see you. I see you. I see her. She was a female warrior. Kind of put you in the mind of how Viola Davis looked in the movie. You know, this kind of kind of woman, you know, but kind of feisty kind of woman, you know, um, and she said she was a little frail in her last days, but yes, her spirit was large, her spirit was huge, she was a warrior, and I, I really felt that when you were telling the story about uh, her, and once you got to the part about her coming out about her sexuality, you know, it's so crazy that we live in a world that we got to identify ourselves by our sexual preference. Why can't we love who we want to love? We want to love it. But that's a whole other. But the other thing that came to me as you were talking, and I really just got real quiet, so I'll take you in my process here a little bit. I got real quiet because I seen some swans floating by. Now, the sister mm. who was 
one before you, I told her about going to the park and she could only have swans in the water. And at first I thought, is this lingering over from the swans? And then, no, I seen the swans and I seen your aunt riding on the back of the swan. And so I knew instantly she was very creative and she wrote and she did poetry and uh, she was very with the painting because the swan is a sacred, um, a sacred totem for the god Sarah's body. And Sarah's body is the goddess that sits on top of the swan. You often see her uh, sitting on top of a swan inside of a lotus flower. And she is the one who sits over all of creativity, of the music, of the arts, of um, writing, and anything that we do in a very sort of kind of creative, expressive way. It could be painting. Uh, it could be drawing. It could be any of these ways. And so the answer to the question, your aunt is filled with joy, and she says, please, please bring this into for her. She wants this to manifest in this world um, in honor of her. She would love for you to put together um, this. And I see that it can be very, very big and it can also help a lot of people on their path and their journey. And it also, what she wants it to do, because there was a lot of people, you talked about her fighting against people, but she had to fight a lot of people in her own family who were against this. And that's what she wants to solidify that with, with her mark on this world and what she stood for in this world, which was people to be free to be who they are, to love who they want to love and love the way that they want to love and live, uh, to put those things there. And she has a different understanding because she internalized a lot of this. And this is what started to fester and started to break her body down because she had so much internal pain that she had to hold on to on the inside. Um, and she, she recognized now. She recognized that now. But she told me, you know, for her, every day was, you know, she for those that she loved and, and loved her, she would put that poker face on and just, you know, give you that love back. But it was so much pain towards the end of her life. So much pain. But what, she was, what she was really fighting for was she was fighting to live. She's fighting to live. And she's so grateful that you're her granddaughter. She's so thankful. And she even says, low-key, she kind of introduced you to certain people so you could learn more about her and learn more about her struggle <laughs> and learn more about what she went through. Uh, so she's doing a little bit of the ancestors like Milan, you know, sort of sending certain people your way so it can expand your horizons. And it's really grow as a person, you know, to really be more open and, you know, really giving, being able to love more freely. And it's been enriching for your family and understanding your family, your children, people you come in contact with, you know? So she is sending so much love, and she would love and truly be honored. She said, that's why you're my goddaughter. 
because truly <laughs> you are a blessing. And yeah, she's smiling and she is floating on the back of the swan, honey. And just as this king warrior, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this female warrior um, that was there and sending so much love to the family. But she also wants you to know she did hear you. And she also heard you when you told her she's free to go and you love her. And she thanks you for that <laughs> because she wanted you to be there. She wanted you to be there. And she knew when you were holding her hand and when you were kissing her on her forehead, you feel oh everything. Yeah. When you straighten the cover because the nurse had came in there and messed how the cover was on her and you didn't like that. She did. Said, she did. Yes. I'm telling you, how would I know? She straightened those covers and made sure she was covered up correctly and all of that. So she witnessed it all. And she's very grateful and thankful for her life. Now, I will tell you this. This is pretty interesting. She said there was a time in her life where she never wanted to ever come back here again. But now she wants to reincarnate. <laughs> you know what? That's that's it. Yep. Oh my she goodness. That was her. She wants to come back to reincarnate. She does. She really oh. does. And so I will tell you, this will be a beautiful welcoming present for her. When she makes her return to the planet, let me tell you why I say that. There is uh, an institute that's in Virginia, and of course we know about the Edgar Casey Institute, but there's another institute, and I think it's at Stanford University, one of those, don't quote me, but you can find it, where they went around for these children who were having past life memories, and they remembered their names. They remembered their families. They remembered when they died, and they remembered where they lived, and they followed up with these children. Some of them have even made it um, to, uh, you know, national syndicates where they were on CBS this morning in different talk shows. And, of course, now they're all on TikTok, and their parents are telling about their children talking about past lives. And they followed these children around, and they did research. And they remembered everything, like the one little boy they made the movie about that he remembered that he was a pilot during World War One. He remembered his name. He remembered where he died, how he died. And he could tell details when he was like four or five years old that there's no way he could have remembered. He even told his parents his name and where he lived, who he was married to, who his children were, and they found out all these facts were true. And with a lot of our children, a lot of these things have happened. And I know for me, for a fact, that there is a past life that I have had some artifacts and things that were left behind. And when I returned, I was able to see them again. And at first, it shook me to the core because I realized that this was a memorable 
past life. Now, don't get me wrong. We've had hundreds upon hundreds of past lives, and we've been every and anything on this planet. Don't think because you are from the African diaspora in this life, that's all you've been. Or if you are Anglo-Saxon, that's all you've been. Or if you're from the Middle East, that's all you've been. You've been everything. You've been every culture. You've been every gender. You've been all of these things here, especially if you're listening to me, because that means that your consciousness, you're interested in elevating the consciousness of yourself and humanity on the planet, which means that you've mm. had to experience quite a few things in your lifetime um, in order for you to get to this balanced state of being. Otherwise, you would walk around like everybody else on the planet that we tend to call not woke, right? Mm. So, right. Personally, now here's just a theory for me. When the ancient Egyptians would leave things into their sacred place, it wasn't just because they thought it was going to travel with them into the afterlife, but they knew that they would return and they would see some of their works and things that were important to them in this material world. Mm hmm. Yeah, but your aunt is saying she will reincarnate, and she is ready to talk to you whenever you talk. You talk to her all the time, but sometimes you think your mind is kind of doing ghetto boys and playing tricks on you, but she said, no tricks, that's her, that's her talking to you. Well, you know, because she loved music, and I love music, and I know that my love for music sparked from her she had the most eclectic musical taste and so I thought at first when I had all of her albums that Mm -hmm. I would keep the ones that I liked and then I would pick the other ones and you know find them a good home and my I, I just got a feeling like no that's not what you're supposed to do you need to keep all of them and that's what I heard it was like you need to keep all of them and I was like even even Def Leppard? She was like, yes, even Def Leppard. I was like, even ACDC? She was like, yes, those two. And I said, oh, my gosh, okay. I don't know what, what is on here, but I, I, okay, Auntie, I said, I got you. I'm, I'm keeping them all. I was like, just let me find some place to keep them in a nice, you know, home. But she said, no, you keep all of them. Keep them all. Yes, keep them all. And you will know exactly what to do with them, right, and why. And there's stories in all of those songs. I'm a big music connoisseur, and I know exactly what you mean. Yes, because my I know. Father, <laughs> yeah, you guys know. That's why they call me the Soulful Oracle. But my father was a big music connoisseur, and he listened to all genres of music. And I'm telling mm. you, you are your mind is not playing tricks on you. You really are talking with her and communicating. Your ancestors love talking to you guys. So I encourage you all to talk to them, you know, talk to them because you will get confirmations back. And they do love sending signs and symbols. So it will be there for you. Well, thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. You're so welcome. I'm so glad we had a chance to talk. Yes, me too. <laughs> Thank you for all that you do and all that you are to us. We love you so much and we are so grateful for you. Love you too. Love you so much. That's baked chemistry, you guys. You better get into it. You better get into it. 
<laughs> Baked chemistry. Some very powerful and beautiful work. Peace and love to you. Thank you. Hold the line. Peace and love, Miss Blue. Thank you. Yeah. Ooh, can y'all believe it's been three hours? Oh my goodness. Listen, we're gonna get ready to close out. Yeah, I know. I know y'all don't want to go, but we we do need to close out. Um, I definitely will be coming back on. I really enjoyed us. I know it wasn't our normal time of touching in. Happy Born Day to Gio. If you didn't dip out on us to go celebrate, we're sending him lots of love. And everyone whose who's Born Day is today, sending so much love. I also want to encourage you guys, let's do this. Make sure that you like and subscribe. Hit that notification bell um, as well. Pass it on to a friend. I will be back on. We're going to do some more calls. Don't forget to download, download, download. You know, make sure you're waiting. Planet Remix, leaving us some five-star reviews wherever you get your podcast at as well. Don't forget, love you too. You still here, Gio? You bringing it in, and uh, also wanting to make sure that you. Um, what am I trying to say? Um, hmm, it's something I wanted you all to to do. Oh, don't worry. I owe a couple of you some phone calls. I'm going to be doing them phone calls and try to get to them this weekend. And I think that's about it. This was a show, but this was more of us getting together uh, and just kind of just kind of hanging out and chilling for a little bit. A couple of technical difficulties in the beginning, but that doesn't stop, right? Because we know that we can push through that. I love everybody. Shouts out to Ebony and Rain coming through. Uh, Shouts out to all of you coming through and being in the blue room. Those of you who heard the call. Um, even before the notification, you were kind of sending out your telepathic messages. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. And I'm sending them back to you. But, you know, use this time to make sure that we come together to connect with ourselves and spread love because that's what we're about here. Love is the only thing that's real here. And we know that uh, to be so true. I know that to be so true. And I want us to continue to keep growing together, learning together, and being good to each other together, because it's important that we do that as well. Lastly, I will say this. Here's a couple of recommendations I want to give you for shows I think you should watch. Uh, One is a food for thought. Like, I want you to watch because it's just some good stuff. And maybe you already seen it. I could be late to the party. But it's on Netflix, and it's called Painkiller. Watch it. It's deep, deep symbology there. Deep. Painkiller. If you get a chance, check it out. Second thing, you're going to want to be on that text line. Let me tell you why, because I got some things coming up. And once I drop it, I'm going to drop it on the text line first. Many of you, make sure you follow us on social media. You know, feel free to say hello. Now, when you're on the text line, remember, if you guys got a lot of things to say, and I know y'all got a lot of things to say, and I know sometimes we get out here and we're moving in these cosmic streets and we want to write it all in text message, but please, no more than two or three, no more than two, two lines. If it's anything deeper than that, do me a favor, send me an email, 
and not put it on the text line. I want to make sure that the text line still be something we can utilize, our personal sort of kind of call line for Planet Remix. And I can reach out to you guys and you can send me things, but send it to me um, an email, unless it's an emergency. And I, I want to preference that, but y'all know, because sometimes y'all want to tell me something really quick. Uh, not about not about will he like me, she like me, not that kind of stuff. But if you have something urgent, yeah, we'll let that go. But really, send me an email, okay, so I can make sure I can get it. I'm going to have those dates for Self-Invested coming up soon. I know I keep saying that, but trust me, it's coming. Number two, I'm going to let you know when I'm opening my books for taking on more readings. And by the way, let me say this. I feel like I need sparkle because I am at 17 months in my waiting list. <sighs> to go from a three-year waiting list to 17 months, I've been working. So if you're on that waiting list, you're not going to get bumped. I'm not pushing you back. I'm not putting anyone before you. I had dates that were already put in my schedule four or five years ago that was my personal free time. And I'm going to be utilizing that space to bring you in. It's going to be a different type of reading, a new reading. I will explain them. Things that I've been working on, studying with training all the time. By the way, I'm going to bring back some things that those of you who've been following, you've been the OGs on Planet Remix, I'm going to bring some things back. I'm going to start teaching classes in the astro realm. I will let you know how to become a part of that. See, back in the day when I taught classes in the astro realm, you either were a part of self-invested to get the classes in the astro realm, you were in the priesthood to get the astro classes, or you were on the waiting list to wait to get a reading. So if you were on the waiting list and you wasn't going to be able to get a reading for three years, I would do the blue blast call, which was a special call for people who were on the waiting list. And because the list was so long, we would get together like once a week or once every two weeks, we would do the blue blast call and we would do telepathic and psychic training on the call and do different exercise and play games, and we just work on those abilities until it was your time to um, get a reading. I'm thinking about bringing that back. The only way you could get into those special classes is you had to be on the waiting list to get a reading. So it's a lot of things that's going on, and I will be sharing those. And, you know, it's interesting, and I want you to think about it. Like, these are things I was doing in 2005, 2004. I want you to think back to some of the things that you were doing at that time, and Spirit is kind of like nudging me, like, maybe you need to bring this back. This was really good. I'm also thinking about bringing back my holistic readings. If you don't know, many of you don't know, I am a certified sacred woman holistic practitioner. And I was certified by the one and only Queen Afua. Queen Afua that wrote the book Sacred Woman and the Heal Thyself Woman. Everybody knows who Queen Afua is. 
So I took her certification class because what happened was I was doing body scans and I could tell people all the things I was seeing in their body and spirit was giving me solutions for them. But I wanted to dive deeper into my studies and I wanted to know more holistic ways of working with them. And so uh, I decided it was either Dr. Layla Africa or Queen Afua's class. And I ended up going with Queen Afua's class, which I'm so grateful for. I would have loved to, when Dr. Layla Africa, shout out to him as well, have taken some of his classes. I've studied a lot of his work as well. But I'm thinking about bringing back holistic um, readings where I would do the healing readings for you. Meaning you had some sort of ailment, you've been diagnosed with something or something has manifested itself into the physical uh, to work with. Even though you guys know I do that anyway, you guys will hit me up and I will do it and I will send you energy work. Many of you have been asking me, you know, I'm a certified Reiki master. When are you going to teach a Reiki class? That's coming. Right now I'm just deciding whether I want it to be a part of Planet Remix or I'm not part of um, self-invested, or if I wanted to do a separate workshop and really just certify you in my way of doing energy healing. I am a certified Reiki master, but I've been working with that energy for so long, I kind of have my own way of being able to show you not only how I've been able to heal myself and work on healing myself, but also show others how to heal themselves and other people you're working with through using energy healing. I've been doing a lot of studies behind the scenes. I've been dangling this carrot in front of your face, and quite frankly, it's not okay. So let me apologize. And that is I'm going to be bringing liquid magic back. And I know I've been promising and promising and promising, but actually what ended up happening is I really started doing all of these things because I love them so much. But like I tell all of you guys, you can do everything, just not everything at one time, at least until you get the green light. <laughs> and when you get that green light, that it's time for you to back up a little bit. You need to back up a little bit. But I wanted to go into some deeper studies. I could be here all night talking about this, and maybe one night we will talk about it. But I had come to a point where there were some things that Spirit was showing me, and I was going a little deeper into my studies, um, into my work and the things that I was doing. And whenever I see that, wow, like this is an epiphany for me, that's a great time for me to pause on that until I perfect it in a way. That I, that I know I understand this. I'm not learning something today and then throwing it out there. I'm not doing that. That's just not my way. I want to work with it. I want to I wanna work with it with people who are in my life or people who are close to me so I can see I need to kind of, there's areas I want it to really kind of get more hands on. So I I know that when it's ready to go, but I know going forward, it's going to be pretty difficult to live on this planet and not understand about energy healing 
and how to utilize this energy that we have available to us. So you may be in a space where maybe you don't have the things, you don't have herbs that you need, or you don't have a medical doctor that you need. And see, we're in a beautiful time because science is finally a support system for a lot of these things that people called woo-woo or wasn't real. But now we know it's real. Or more people, I should say, feel it's real because there's science evidence to back up this healing that can take place when you have a certain frequency and alignment there together. It can happen instantaneously. And as many people as I can share that with, I feel is a big part of my calling. You guys know I take it as a personal earth mission is to help you stop being afraid of who you are. And to be able to tap into your emotions, to know that your emotions are your superpower when you understand what they really are and how you can use this frequency because it is the portal, the gateway, the vortex that opens you up to so much in your life. And we will be debunking this thing about what we've been taught about ego. Because two things in this world that you need to exist in the physical, you need emotions and you need your ego. Without that, you wouldn't do anything, nothing. So we got some things that we can definitely do together, step by step. Um, I'm not making a promise here, but... I am putting it out because I'm holding myself accountable for it. So I'm really working behind the scenes to get some things in order because it requires me to shift some things around in my life and to double down on my discipline with me because to whom much is given, much is required. Yeah. To whom much is given, much is required. So I'm working out more. I'm not going to say I love it. I love the results, but I don't love it. (laughs) I'm not going to say I love it, but when I'm done, I absolutely love it because I have so much energy that is running through me. I'm, I'm, I'm resting more than I normally would rest. I'm not pushing myself beyond limits at this point. I'm in self-preservation mode. Only because I know that when it is time, you know, um, back in 2002, I had wrote this book, never published it. And the book, and I've talked about it in my early years on Planet Remix, it was called Green Light Means Go. And I used to talk about driving to work. Many of you heard this story many a times. There's the street. And the lights are timed. Everybody has a street like this in their town, their city, their country. And if you go the correct speed limit, you will catch every single green light. But if you are going a little too fast, you're going you're gonna to miss it. If you're going too slow, you're going to miss it. It takes the right speed and you can make every green light. And I noticed. And once that came into my awareness when I was driving to work, 
By the way, I was late almost every single day, not by choice. Yeah, by choice. I had to drop my daughter off at school, and I couldn't drop her off too early. But once I figured out that if I get the timing right with these lights, I don't have to be late. Because what was making me late? One, I was rushing, and I was going too fast, so I would get past maybe five of the lights, and then I would hit all the lights. Stop, go, stop, go, stop, go. And then I was in traffic. Then I was in traffic, and then I would be late. But once I got the timing right, Green light means go. And I was sitting there, and by the time it came to the fifth or sixth day, I said, oh, my God, green light means go. But it wasn't about the lights. It was about what I needed to do in my life. And that was my sign. That was my signal. Green light means go. And sometimes everything was being put in front of us. And we're ignoring it. We're ignoring that the green light means go. You ain't got to ask nobody. You ain't got to talk about it. You ain't got to dream about it. Go, go, go. And sometimes in life, you get that yellow light. And I mean, stop. I had to explain that to an officer one day. Yellow don't mean stop. That means proceed with caution. Still go. But you got to look both ways. You got to make sure you are proceeding with caution. And then sometimes you get a red light. But we don't want to act like we know red light. What does it mean? It means to stop. It's like playing Monopoly. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Stop. Just stop what you're doing. And sometimes we don't want to stop. Because the thing that we want, we feel is on the other side of that green light. So we're willing to take a chance. We're really willing to take a risk and run the red light and destroy it all, ourselves included, just to say we made it to the other side. I don't know about you, but I got that lesson. I got the T-shirt. And I threw the T-shirt away because I know when the red light comes up, I know that that too, even though it's holding me for a minute, it's showing me what I need to be focused on and what I need to pay attention to. I don't run red lights. If you got red lights in your life, whether it's your health, whether it's your finances, uh, whether it's your relationship, uh, whether it's the work you want to do, if you got a red light and you don't take a moment to pause and start asking yourself some questions, you might be headed in the wrong direction. Something is off. Something is off. You're headed for self-destruction. And right now, someone listening has got many of red lights. And you keep 
running them. You keep running them because you want to do it your way at any cost. Doesn't matter. You're just going to keep doing it. Well, eventually, not going to be the red light that stops you. Remember, red lights ain't never killed nobody. Never. It's what happens after the red light that gets you. That's just the warning. That is just the warning. You have free will to keep going and to keep pushing, to keep ignoring, to keep shoving, to keep going beyond boundaries, to keep forcing. You can do it. But it's up to you. Because the moment you stop and realize, wait a minute, I'm here for a reason at this life. Like, it's time for me to do some self-examination. It's time for me to really kind of check myself a little bit here. Where am I out of alignment? That's not working for me. The next time you go, you might start seeing yellow lights. That don't mean stop. Proceed with caution, though. That don't mean just, oh, I got this idea. I learned this today. I'm going to go out here and do it right away. That's not what that means. Proceed with caution. It means it's still some things you got to get. It means it's still some things you got to learn. It means it's still some things that you don't understand about what is happening. It means you're moving too fast. Often when the yellow light comes, somewhere there's competition. You are comparing yourself to someone, something, or somebody. And you feel like you got to move quickly through this caution light. Caution light means slow down, and then I need you to look around to make sure your path is clear. You're watching that car over there, but their light is not yellow. Their light is green. They got the go-ahead. You didn't get the go-ahead. Your light said yellow. Proceed with caution. You got to slow down. I don't care if everybody else got a green light. Your light is yellow. But don't worry. Because every yellow light will eventually turn red, but it will also eventually turn green. So, the green light. You wait on your green light. Keep getting red lights. The universe didn't F up. Who you thought messed up because you got a red light? Who you thought messed up because it didn't go to where you wanted? You thought 
Who you thought? You thought I did it? Who you thought changed the light? You thought the light fairy came down and put it red just for you, causing you what you're doing not to work? Who do you think is causing that not to happen? Why do you think the light is red? It's for a reason. It's for a reason. And we all have the answers. You know, my dad used to say something to me, and quite frankly, it used to piss me off so bad because for a long time I didn't figure it out. And my father would say, everybody knows the truth. It's whether or not you got the guts enough to admit it to yourself. And he said, most people ain't got them kind of guts. So they don't tell themselves the truth. I'm like, what is he talking about? He asked me if I did my homework. What does this even mean? (laughs) What does this even mean? What are you telling me this for? (laughs) But I get it. You know, once I got a little older, I got it. I got it. So we all have the real answer. But I want to give you this. Because September is the time that we come into the master student. But before you can accept that position as a master student, you got to make sure you take care of your undergraduate stuff. Because if you hop your ass in that master graduate student class, you are going to fail. Period. So get organized. Put some things in order. Always keep loving yourself. Making sure that you are taking good care of you and everything that is connected to you. Know that them lights are going to keep changing whether you out there watching them or not. It don't matter what street you live on. It don't matter what side of town you come from. It don't matter if you're in the high-rise penthouse or if you're staying on the other side of the tracks. That light going to keep on changing. But it's waiting for you. It's waiting for you. So let that just be a message of some questions to start asking yourself that maybe you didn't think about. Like I said, it's about that harmony. It's about that balance. It's hard to tell someone who never have had anything that they should never go after anything. We can to live in a material world and the material things don't make you, but they sure can break you. But the lack thereof material things can break you just the same. This is what it means when it's said to be in the world, but not of the world. So yes, I love beautiful things. I do. I enjoy some of the finer Luxury things. 
I enjoy things that people took their time and put craftsmanship into them. And sometimes on planet Earth, those things cost a lot. Other times, you can find them on Etsy. But the love, the detailed, the paying attention to it is all just the same, whether it costs 99 cents or if it costs $90,000. So it's not about being obsessive about things. It's about you making sure you understand what quality of life you should be living, and have you really examined that lately, or have you become comfortable where you are based on other people's perception of what, how far you should go and how far you should not go, and you have decided to just stop investing in you. We are here to be of love and service to others. This is why it's almost 8 billion people on the planet, because you didn't come here to just exonerate yourself. You came here to get yourself to a point where you know you can keep evolving and you will have enough to be of service to someone else who came here to be that reflection, that polar opposite of who you are, that maybe you can offer a word, maybe you can offer some sort of services to, or maybe you could offer some money to, or maybe you could provide some education to, or maybe you could build a home for, or maybe you could teach them something, or maybe you could fund their vision and dream and show them a way that works for you so that they can find their own green light for themselves. For themselves, we all have different things that we've manifested into this world. But there is opportunity for you to grow and value and elevate. Quite frankly, we have a lot of discord on the planet because people are not living their best life. No judgment in the best life, but they're just not living it. Remember, money and spirituality come from the same frequency, but they are not the same frequency. So I ain't got to be spiritual to make money, and I don't have to make money to not be spiritual. And the two can exist together, but there's a balance. No one came back here to be so spiritual that you do not enjoy being here. If you think of earth as being hell, know you made it hell, but you can change that and you can make it heaven on earth. And you can also bless others along the way. This is why this is important for me to do this work. But make no mistake. I do it because I love it. 
I'm not saving you because you don't need to be saved. Nobody does. I do this because I love it. And I know as great and wonderful and powerful as I am, I know that you are too. I know that you are too. And those same things that I hold myself, um, standards I hold myself to, I hold you to. One of the worst things you could do for somebody is feel sorry for them. You've heard us talk about that on Planet Remix forever. I feel sorry for anybody. But I know sometimes we need assistance. And I cannot be against what I say I'm about. So I have people who help me as I help you. And the same for you. And I want to give back to the people who are helping, which is you. I do this because I love it. And as long as you all keep loving it and it's helpful, I will keep doing it. So we have a wonderful month ahead of us. And truth be told, by the time we get to the end of the month, most of us may be on totally different paths in our lives. We may discover new jobs. We may discover new interests. We may discover new things that we want to do. And all of this may change. Some years ago when I did an interview with Dr. Naeem Akbar, I remember these words because they echoed so large when he said them to me. He said, I try not to be the same person I was on Monday. By the time Sunday comes, I want to be a whole nother person. Now, he wasn't saying that he wanted to change or there was something wrong with who he was. He was talking about his growth, his evolution, and how he was evolving and things that he was learning and understanding about himself, the world he was living in, and the people he was impacting in his world. And that really stuck with me forever. You're going to meet a lot of people on your journey. And some of the people will be with you until the end of your journey. Some of the people will only come a certain way. And then they may have to go on a different path. And they may have to go and do something different. And you have to respect that. You have to love that. Everyone should be doing what their heart is calling them to do. Planet Remix, we've had so many people come here. I mean, there's more than 8 million people listening to Planet Remix Radio, and I am so grateful from all walks of life and all over the world. And as much as they have gotten from here, I have learned from every guest, every caller, every person who has come on this platform, every single one, know that I always wish you well. I wish you well. And as we all have our own mission and to our own self, thine must be true, I must be true to me. 
And sometimes everybody is not going to understand that. Sometimes you guys may not understand it. It looks kind of different when you're outside of that. But I have to stay true to who I am, and I want you to stay true to who you are. And we're all learning and growing. Everybody is dealing with their shit. And if you say you're not, you're lying. You're just flat out lying or you're totally unaware. It's not about being better. It's not about who's wrong and it's not about who's right. But it is about what you feel your values are for you. And if you compromise that, then you have compromised yourself. You've compromised who you are. You've compromised everything you've touched. You've compromised everything you've done. It's not easy. Sometimes. And when you don't know who you are, it's not easy to stand on what's in your heart. And this is where compassion comes in. To have compassion for yourself, compassion for situations you don't understand. Because trust and believe, you guys tell me a lot of situations I don't understand. But I got compassion for you. I don't agree with you. And I don't have to. To be soul family, we don't have to agree. You don't have to like exactly the same things. You don't have to agree with what I'm saying. And I don't have to agree with what you're saying. We don't have to. But I got love for you. And that's what real family is about. I got love for you. I got enough love for you to even love you when I know you're not loving yourself. And it's okay. Because one day, we all may need that reminder. And I would love to think that you would tap me on my shoulder. Hey, Miss Blue, I just want to remind you, I love you. Sometimes we don't check on our friends we think got it together. We don't check on people who we think know what they're doing. But it's good to do that. It's good to be a balance to people. Sometimes people want to wait until it's too late, and now you want to come back. You don't ever want to put yourself in a position where you're the user because no one wants a user. You want to make sure that it is a give and take sort of relationship. And you all do that so well on Planet Remix. That's why I say leave a comment, leave a like, rate the show, subscribe. You know, sometimes I get that report and it's telling me, like, you had over 500,000 views this month. Where are the subscribers? They're not. Not that they don't want to. We've been conditioned. We've been conditioned to go against the thing that's helping us the most. 
we've been conditioned that if I get help here, I don't want no one to know that that's where I'm getting help. So I'm going to stay, act like I don't have a connection with this thing that's helping me the most. We've been conditioned to do that. That's how most of this world has been conquered. Thank God for TikTok or generations will not know because they don't want to put it in school who really built this world and where are the people who were the real thinkers on this planet and how history really went down. Some things to think about as we skedaddle on our way. I don't know about you all, but I'm probably going to listen to some music, you know, go do a little H2O elevation and get ready to get in the bed and listen to some good vibes. Maybe read a little bit and uh, do that. But just some things to think about. Just some things to think about. especially a month that is really going to offer you an opportunity to level up, to take a quantum leap, to get your green light. See, we have so many opportunities here growing up on earth. So many. So don't worry. If you're not ready, if you miss this one, if by chance it, you know, you don't catch it, if by chance you don't kind of do the work you need or some things you need to do, don't worry, you're going to get another chance to do it. Maybe. But you definitely need to take that time to start asking yourself that question, you know, where Am I holding myself back? And really sit with it. Take a look at your life. Take a look at what you manifest. Take a look at your day-to-day. Take an honest look at it. Especially if you find yourself saying, I don't know, I'm clueless. No, you're not. You know where you're holding yourself back and you know where you have to have the discipline to do the things you do in order for you to get from here to get to there. You know what you got to do. Now, it may be scary to do it because I promise you it's been some scary things for me and I've been full transparency of that. You were talking to a chick who did a show for almost 13 years and you didn't even know what I look like. So I'm not telling anyone to run any red lights, yellow lights, or speed through green lights. I'm just telling you, take a look at it. Have you become too comfortable where you are? And what does it really mean to you? And have you become too invested in things that perhaps could be taken away from you, your job? your house, your car, 
your health, your finances, your relationships? Have you become too codependent on friendships, connections, your work? what you call is your craft and your love. Have you become so codependent that you're like a fiend, you're like an addict when you can't get that hit, when you can't get that, you can't get that fix. And you start crossing boundaries. You start disregarding your value and you start disregarding other people and disregarding respect for yourself and others. Have you taken yourself into that place? If you have, stop, pause. Reassess. Focus on loving yourself. Bringing yourself back into a space of, of, of balance. Now, I've done thousands of shows on how to love yourself. And the first thing comes with self-talk. When you buy yourself. How do you talk to you? In the Galactic E-Files, Volume 4, I talk about this month because there are some things that happen. And I don't know who told people because downloads come, everybody get a download. If you haven't done the work, you're not going to be able to activate your download. You're not. That's why sometimes you may cut on your computer or your MacBook or your phone and it tells you it's an up, it's a update due. But if you don't meet those criteria, it's going to tell you update failed. Then it's going to ask you when you finally are ready, do you want to update and restart? Because you got to restart. You got to update the restart because you're going to start again. Oh, you got to restart. Or do you want to just shut this shit down and go a whole nother direction? Remember, computer language, for those of you who used to have the, grew up with the books, and if you would look at the equipment books, the stereo equipment in the back of the books, and that computer language is hieroglyphs. So it is connected. I know we don't like to connect computer language to uh, to who we are, but there's a real divine connection. It's a reason if you are somebody who is a computer programmer, oh, you can read hieroglyphs because them same symbols that you see in the back of them books that used to be is them same symbols in the hieroglyphs, the language of God. The computer is going to tell you. Are you finally ready? Because we done downloaded this. Now you finally ready to update. You ready to upgrade. So now I need to know, are you going to upgrade and restart? 
you know, you can say you can restart later, but I'm just kind of warning you that things may not go right if you do that. Or are you going to upgrade and shut this down? Because we're going in a whole nother direction. And truth be told, there's times in my life where I had to postpone the upgrade because I just wasn't ready mentally, emotionally for what that came with. So it's not always a walk in the park, but I knew I had to do it to stay true to me. I had to, I had to update. I had already taken the download. Now I have to update. So my choice was, do you restart or do you shut it down? And there was times that I had to completely shut it down and go a totally different direction. And there was other times that I said, let's just restart. We're going to restart. We're, we're, gonna, we're just going to restart this. And we're going to go back in. And we're going to keep going. So there's signs and symbols all around you. Everything in front of you have a consciousness. I think my computer, I think my board, I think my mic, my keyboard. I have a connection with all of them. And so I am energetically connected to them. And they're energetically connected to me. The difference is, am I always listening at what I asked it to do? Because everything is alive because of me. It's my world. And everything is alive because of you. You're only here hearing my voice. Because this is what you commanded in your life. You did this. has nothing to do with me. There's a theory, and Dolores Cannon and many other spiritual teachers have talked about it. These are stand-in. Everything else in your life is a stand-in. And it only comes to life when you put your consciousness on it. Otherwise, it doesn't exist. So if you're thinking you're going around in this world and you're not making a big impact, oh, yes, you are. You are literally making your world go round. And so I urge you, I beg of you, if it's not moving like you want it to move, know that you can change that. You can change it in an instant. You can change it. Everything starts in the unseen world before the seen world. Set your intention. Get into your work. Let things go that is not serving you. Stop holding on to pain and old hurt. Find a way to transmute that energy. Find a way to do real-life alchemy. It's enough shows in the archives. You don't have to buy anything. Just dip into the archives. That's a way to invest in yourself. 
you will find a show. You can use it like an oracle. Just spin it and set your intentions for what you need and spin it. And I guarantee you, it will land on the remix show that you need for the moment. And then after that, you have to take some action. You can't keep blaming the outside world for what you have created in your heart and your soul. The universe doesn't give you what you are. It gives you what you are. You can ask, you can pray, you can beg, you can do the symphony, but you are going to get what is truly the most thing you are focusing on and you are putting your awareness and consciousness. If you stay wrapped up in bullshit, you're going to keep creating bullshit. If you stay wrapped up in drama, you're going to keep doing that. If you keep working in, don't come for me. And if you do, pack a lunch, dinner, breakfast, and bring a few friends. If you keep working on trauma, if you keep working in the shadows of darkness, then that's where you live. You're building a house there. You're building cities there. You're building your community there. You're building your home. And I promise you, the day you want to get out, you won't be able to move. Because it's where you have built your home. Energy goes where thoughts flow. Remind yourself that life is worth living. Have fun. And whatever that looks like to you. So if working in darkness is fun for you, you better love it. I mean, you better absolutely love it. You better love it. Because you will be living there. If drama is where you want to stay, oh, you better damn love it. That's where you're building your house. That's where you're going to be. That's where your mind is first going to go. That's where your perspective is going to come from. Remember, self-love is the new shadow work. We no longer have to destroy ourselves to build ourselves back up. I don't think we ever had to do that, but I think we're just conscious enough, at least some of us on the planet, that believes or knows for sure we no longer have to go through that journey. I don't have to keep dying like a phoenix in order to be reborn again. Is it a way? Absolutely. There are many paths and none of them are wrong. And if you feel that you got to burn down the house every time you elevate, that's fine. I choose not to do that. But some people want to live that way, and that's okay. It's okay, too. But just ask yourself, maybe, just 
movie, Miss Blue Got a Point. Have I been taking myself through endless cycles? Is my mind still conditioned in the wrong way? And is it possible for me to do something a different way? And maybe I don't have that kind of faith in myself that I need to have. Mm. Lola Falana said, the workshop stopped me from holding people hostage. That's right. And just forgive. Yeah, because when you don't forgive people in your life, you do know they stay with you. Their energy stays with you, and it becomes a part of your aura. And you start to attract more people that's like them than like you in your life. All because you're holding them hostage, because you won't forgive them to let that energy go from you. Mm-hmm. That's big facts. Because you won't forgive. Remember, forgiveness is about forward giving. If you look at the word, you see the four, F-O-R, forward giving. Giving yourself a chance to move forward to the future. Has nothing to do with who was wrong, who was right. It has nothing to do with giving the person a pass. That doesn't have anything to do with. Forgiveness is about you, not the other person. But we've been conditioned to believe that when you forgive someone, that means that you're saying what they did was okay. Hell no, what they did was not okay. But what I'm not going to do, what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to hold them hostage because that makes me a prisoner too. If I got to hold you hostage, that means I got to constantly keep bringing up your name. I got to constantly keep talking about the situation. I've got to constantly keep going back over the pain. I got to constantly, that's too much. That's too much. I don't know about you, but that's way too much. I'm going to forgive it so that I can open up the path for me to move forward. And as for the person, they got to figure that out. They got to figure out how they're going to deal with them because I'm going to take care of me. I'm committed to that. I root my values in that. I'm not going to be joined to the hip with something that hurt me, that caused me pain, any of that. I'm going to extract the wisdom from that situation. And sometimes the wisdom is to never ever put myself in that situation again. Sometimes that could honestly be the wisdom. And then I'm going to forgive the situation. All right. You know what that means. Y'all know what that means. 
That means, Miss Blue, it is time to go. <laughs> That's what that means. Because we down here spinning. It's time to go. It's getting a little too deep around here. We got to save the rest for self-invested. But I want to send you all so much love. Hopefully you can hear me. I think if you're on the phone lines, you probably can. We're going to listen to something else. 